Hey everyone, this episode of the podcast is just an excerpt of The Kevin Allen Show, for which I guested on, so this is my guest appearance on The Kevin Allen Show. All credits go to him, and thank you again, Mr. Kevin Allen, for having me on your program. Willing to do that, and you know what? When you find a young man who's willing to get up on a podium and share his vision of America, why he believes in fighting for, for what is right for America, you race that. I found a guy named GOP Josh. You might have heard of him. I'm going to bring him on now. GOP Josh, you're in the back. I, I hope I did you justice by my intro, Josh. Well, I appreciate it. You did more than justice. Uh, you, you praised me too highly, and I want to wish you a happy early birthday, by the way. I didn't know it was your birthday coming up, yeah. so happy birthday. Thank you. I, I didn't know either. I'm 53. I forget a lot. <laughs> well, But I didn't forget you because I will tell you, Josh, I mean this sincerely. Like, you know, I have a, I have a, a daughter who's 23. She's actually down in Tennessee today, and I chatted with her this morning. She's down there with some friends and I have a 26 year old son. You know, I talked to my kids straight when they were young and I, I'll get into this about your upbringing, but I do know this, that if we don't prepare the next generation for what's about to come, we're going to lose America. We're going to be speaking a different dialect. We're going to be worshiping a different God and we're going to lose the values of America. Josh, tell the people who you are. Well, thank you for that. My name is GOP Josh. I host the Conservative Crusader podcast. I'm 16 years old from Central Ohio. I got my start in politics in January of 2020 when I had my New Year's resolution being get more involved. I watched the 2016 debates. There's actually photos of me on social media of an eight-year-old me in my first MAGA hat, my camo MAGA hat I keep above me every time I record. Actually, it's behind me today. But And I started my politics journey really in 2020 in January. When I started the Conservative Josh Show is what I called it, where I sat down with friends from school who knew less about politics than me, and I didn't know hardly anything as a 14-year-old, um, and just talked about the world we're in and just read articles and didn't really talk about anything. And it's grown into this platform with multiple shows with me and Samuel McGuire, who you had on the show, actually how I found out about you um, yeah, on the program. You're, you're, we, listen, listen you're, you're young, and I, I hate the fact that we have to associate age with everything. You know, It's just like that thing. But it's important because you're embarrassing those old folks out there. You're letting them know how stupid and ridiculous they are with living in with their heads in the sand. But what motivates a 16, 14-year-old, 8-year-old going back? Why were you intrigued? Why are you interested in politics and Donald Trump for that reason? I want to hear that one. Say, if I can use two words, it's going to be Donald Trump. Uh, watching the 2016 debates, I watched, I think, every single one that was on broadcast television because I didn't have cable. Um, of the 2016 presidential debate primaries and the Republican primaries that they uploaded, Afterwards, and every every man stuck out to me was Donald Trump. I mean, he was the only one in the, the field that I really thought had a chance. I knew about Hillary Clinton just from reading about it in school because I was in an indoctrinated school. They taught you about Hillary Clinton from kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade at that point. So I knew about her. I know I didn't like her. In my first grade election, I voted for Mitt Romney because I didn't like Barack Obama's health care. I don't know where I got that idea from, but I guess I was right. And um, would you would you me. now vote? Would your vote again or support Mitt Romney if he was running against Donald Trump? Against Donald Trump, absolutely not. I mean, this was this was against Barack Obama in our mock election. We went into the janitor's closet and had a little ballot box. We had to color in the circle next, and it was red for Mitt Romney and blue for Barack Obama. I don't know where they got the the budget for the color ink. They can't afford yeah, yeah. real curriculum, but um, how, how did you? Well, let me ask you that, man. So let because I think it's intriguing for us to understand your journey into this space, right? Because you you are you have a national voice. You've been recognized. I think you get shout outs from every big name in the country. I mean, you know well, that thank you, you get a lot of shout outs and the people are no taking notice of what you're doing, your energy, Josh. Uh, but, but talk a little bit about how the education system was treating you when you were actually thinking a little conservative in that system. Cause it doesn't seem like they're too kindly to those that might think outside the pro progressive movement. Well, I've been lucky ever since 2020, I've been homeschooled and that's how I've been allowed to do this show for three times a week 
um, as I do it now. But before that, you just you kind of notice things. They're not, it's not blatant discrimination. I'm in Ohio schools. It's not blatant anti-Trump behavior in a rural area of Ohio. But there's a lot of just behind-the-scenes things. And if you go to social media where the teachers post, you can see where their their politics, which they post about on there. I had one teacher say, we should worry more about the immigrants on the border than actual people there. And then the next day, he came in his classroom and started complaining about Trump. I mean, that's act- in social, social studies. That's sixth grade. That's not the behavior of a teacher. Um, but it, it's not really indoctrination here, so to speak. I think we've done a good job at that, especially with the school board being so strong with people like Brennan Shea in Ohio on the school board. But, I mean, we, we have the problems and we have the indoctrination. It's much worse in states like California. I'm glad I'm not there. If I was in California, I think I'd be a, a lost cause. But, um, but I've been know, lucky I, being I, homeschooled and everything like that. So You bring up homeschooling. I think that's a really cool perspective because we see what's going on. And, and Loy, I see you in the back. I got uh, I got GOP Josh Lloyd. I'll be with you in a moment. I'm sorry about that, but you're in the back room. Uh, and, of course, your, your story is going to be big. Uh, please pay attention. Uh, this story that's going to be with the lawsuit that's pending with Lloyd uh, going to be incredible to cover here. Uh, Josh, you know, one of the things that people always say is kids just don't know. Kids just don't understand. Kids should just be quiet. What would you say to those people right now that you're actually, well, you seem a whole lot more mature than them. Your thoughts. Well, thank you for that. And um, when I was, I did a video for my program in a, in a YouTube spinoff, which I'm shocked they haven't taken down yet, about Frank LaRose, who's a good possible candidate, so to speak, for the 2024 Senate election against Sherrod Brown. I did a big video against him, and I started getting these emails saying, you're a portly little 16-year-old. You need to worry more about uh, getting your health right than politics, and you don't know anything about politics, you high schooler. Thanks for your education or thanks for your ideas in politics. I'm like, I, I know more. You're paid for by Frank LaRose, and your bio wait, 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 says wait, 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 wait. paid for so, by Frank so LaRose. Let, let's talk about this idiot that just – so who who is this that criticized you? Well, there's a lot of them. There was one, this one guy named well, Bill. Give, give me the one that irritates you the most because I want to put that person on notice right now. Who is the one that let bothers me see if I can, you? Let me see if I can find the screenshot. I, I sent it to my okay. friend Sam, and then I deleted the email. It's like if you can Bill's... put it right up here, put it here. If you got the screenshot, put it right into the comments, Josh, as you're looking for it. Josh, what's the biggest thing facing the challenges of the next generation, in your opinion, uh, in America? What's the biggest challenges facing your next generation, the ones that are going to be in charge? I don't want to sound generic, but it's the amount of debt we're raking up. I mean, the amount of mm-hmm. debt that's just getting piled and piled on our generation so we can pay for these healthcare programs in these immigrant uh, camps on the border to give them nice hotel rooms. They're raking it up in our generation. My generation will never pay for it. My children will never pay for it. My children's children will never pay for it. And that, that's such a generic answer of just the national debt. But the biggest problem, because money is eroding value day by day. What is it, 9% inflation this year? Just in the second right. year of or right. second full year of Biden's administration, we, we right. can't afford this, and it's a big thing for our generations. We need to be fisc- fiscally responsive, responsive. I'm sorry, responsible, <laughs> fiscally right. responsible, or we won't have a future. We won't have a country. You can't keep running on empty as the way we are. If you try to run a you car, think on that's, empty, you're that's be on the, the side priority of from your perspective, Josh. And again, we're talking with our our friend now. And I want you to be a contributor as long as you want here. GOP, Josh, Thank you. are you trying to say that maybe the economy is really could, could settle all these other issues? Because it seems to be. The, the economy always is the focus, but we can't figure it out. It would settle a lot of them if we had a, a strong government that was in place to say, hey, you can't uh, rely on Russian oil. I, I mean, you see the sign in the background, Joe knows me gas money. I got my license this year. I can't afford to go point A to point B half the time. You, you right. can't just we, – we can't rely on other countries for our oil. We erased the gold standard for some reason, which was just goofy. Now we're just printing money day by day. The Federal Reserve is doing nothing good besides hiking interest rate. If I want to go buy a house – 
if let's say I, I get big in the podcast industry, I'm making money somehow, and I want to go out and buy a house, I'm going to have a 16% in, uh, interest rate on my house payment because of this inflation rate. I mean, no right, one can afford right. that. And that's right. the biggest thing for the future generation is they say, I think it was 30% of people under 30 are still living at home. I think that's what it was I heard on the radio this morning because that's they can't insane. afford to move out. That's I mean, insane. Because, well, I think there's a generation too, Josh, and you might be a little different because you're uh, you're not in this uh, aspect of public school, but there's a generation that just wants to live in the basement, eat the meatloaf off the couch and yell for mom to bring down a glass of milk uh, at the end of the day. Your parents don't treat you that way, do they? No, I, I live with my aunt and uncle. Um, I have some personal issues with that, but um, they, they love me. They support me, but they say, hey, go get a job. You're, you're at home school. You got time to do it. Go get a job during the day. I do the podcast at night and I do school whenever I get a chance. And that's just that's just how it plays around here. I have to afford to get myself around. I want to go to the Trump rallies. I want to go to these grassroots events. I got to afford to pay around myself somehow. <laughs> awesome. And you know what? Uh, I don't get mean to get into the personal. I apologize. I, I should right. You're I fine. You're fine. You're fine. But, but you're fine. What I want to do is uh, I want to tell you that no matter how you look at it, we need to get more of you to be heard. And by the way, I don't care if it's on. It's, I want to have people having these discussions at your age group on the progressive side, on the socialist side that are willing to sit down and talk to you. Have you had many of those conversations with people in your same age demographic? Well, I've tried. I've tried to say, hey, you disagree with me. You post TikToks about me, whatever you want to do. I'll go out here and I'll, I'll debate you. Come on. Come on my show. No response. Oh, call into yeah. my show and, and ask a question. I have a call-in number. Call into it and say, hey, uh, what's, what's your thought on this? No response. They won't actually Great. debate the issue. They won't actually talk about the issues. When it comes to personal attacks or it comes to things like that, they'll, they're all ears. They, they'll, they'll do whatever they can. Why, why, Josh, why do you think that the uh, the emotion in this country went from, well, intrigued, I think, by Donald Trump in the beginning? You talked about the hat at eight years old that you you also got intrigued. Went from the intrigue, some people loving him. Uh, and now we see that even the Republicans, the insiders uh, that, you know, we can go right into how Kevin McCarthy has been, you know, got the warning shot. If he doesn't do what's right, he's done. Uh, but people like uh, Mitch McConnell. They, they certainly don't want Donald Trump in any capacity in politics. Why do you think there's an attraction to hate Donald Trump so much in America? Because Trump brought out the true colors in both Republicans and Democrats. No one else could have taken on Hillary Clinton, as I mentioned before. No one else could have taken on Joe Biden, as Donald Trump did, by the way. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on your program, but as he sure. did, as he did there. Speak and freely, is, Josh. Anything you want to say. This is free radio, free speech. And if they shut us down, we'll figure it out, OK? Well, thank you for that. And that's a big thing with, with, with uh, revealing the insiders and everything. They, they reveal the true colors, who gives the money, who, who pays the bills. That's a lot that's going on in Ohio, too, if I want to uh, switch to Ohio really quick, as you see. I'm, I'm from do. the state. We have a big ORP chairman race coming up for the chairman of the Republican Party. I just found out recently that Bob Paduchik, who if you've been following this RNC chair race, I don't know if you have been or not, with Harmeet Dillon and Ronna McDaniel and Mike Lindell, um, the chairman of the Ohio Republican Party, which will be a vote, is out of office before that vote on January 27th. So that spikes up this insider race. Bob Paduchik was an insider. Jane Timken was an insider. All the past chairmen were insiders because they're, they're paid for. I mean, he, he was a national committee chairman or co-chair, uh, Bob Paduchik was, before he came to the Ohio Republican Party. So the biggest thing is, and if you have listeners in Ohio, I'm sure you do, make sure you're reading into these candidates. I have the list printed off here of candidates that's going to be on the ballot or for, for your state central committee members. And call your central committee members. The information's public. And make sure we have a good chair going into that RNC race and going into this ORP race. It's so important. I think the leader, the, the leadership in these uh, in this capacity. The one thing we witness, I think, down in Georgia. Love to get your comments on this as well, uh, Josh. But in Georgia, uh, it looked like Herschel Walker was really going to do. You know, he was going to pull it off. And then overnight, it looked like it was an attack on Donald Trump. 
not so much Herschel Walker. No one came out to defend Herschel Walker's character when they were attacking him. I didn't, I didn't see, I know Ron DeSantis was, you know, there early on supporting, but I didn't see any of the big players in Georgia, the ones that are out there criticizing. And I think they want to see Trump lose your thoughts on that. Well, any loss for a Trump endorsed candidate is a loss for Trump. That's how they see it. Trump doesn't see it that way. He sees it as people got out and voted and the establishment did it wrong. Um, Jared Majewski, who ran in Ohio's ninth, I consider him a friend. He rated and made a fantastic piece for the National Pulse that said it wasn't Trump that lost him his race. Trump endorsed him after the primary. Trump did not lose him the race. The Mick leadership, McCarthy, McConnell, McDaniel, lost him that race. And that's happened a lot in Nevada, in Arizona, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, I believe even, really. I mean, when you have people like that. I mean, Pennsylvania was a little more of of candidate quality, as some would say. I think Doug Moschino was a great candidate. Didn't play out of the cards right, in my opinion. But um, you have a leadership problem. It's not Donald Trump. It's not candidate quality all the time. It's always leadership problems. Every time, every connection between Herschel Walker not getting very many funds in Arizona from the na- – from uh, not Arizona, from in Georgia, from the National Party, to Mitch McConnell putting $50 million into Lisa Murkowski because they didn't want Kelly Tabishka to take over that race. Well, it could have been put into Blake Masters' race. could have been put into Adam Laxalt's race. Did Adam Laxalt lose by like 600 votes? It, it was some insane small number that would have been changed by maybe even a million more dollars or even less than that. And it's always a leadership problem. Everything always comes back to McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel. And we have to get all three of them out of leadership. I'm, on, uh, I'm with Matt Gates on this one. Never Kevin for speaker. That, that's, that's my point there. And Never I think Kevin Trump, for speaker. I, I think Trump, his, his big announcement today, I don't know if he'll be alive when he does that. I don't know when he's doing it. I think he might be trying for that speaker position to try to settle both sides. Now you're so you're going to come off that uh, that angle that uh, he might want to uh, go for the speaker position. You think Donald Trump might move that way? You think that might happen, Josh? You serious? Uh, I I don't know if it'll happen. I think he'll be, he'll be open to it. I don't think Trump will. You think ever maybe take... he'll tease it a little bit because that, that's what the Donald loves to do, right? He, he's at least going to tease it, get his name in the news cycle more. He's seen some bad polling lately about his approval rating. I think if he went in there to the speaker position, I don't believe polling, but just. Most people do. If you go into that speaker position, he puts some good bills on the table. He leads the impeachment cri- uh, impeachment trials for Biden and Harris. He's third in line. So just just get this down this way. He's back in office like he should have been, and then he wins in twenty twenty four again for the third time. Interesting, jo- Josh. I think you I think you know what you're talking about. I actually uh, I don't know where you instinctually get this. Did you have some sort of Did you get born? At when the moon was kind of crossing the sun, or what? What? What happened to you? Because there's something different going on here with you, man. I don't know. Uh, someone out there that's into that ast- uh, uh, astrology stuff that I don't believe in. June seventh, two thousand six. <laughs> what was going on June seventh, two thousand six, yeah, we'll, in Central Ohio? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Maybe we had a uh, an asteroid or a satellite or something came down and it uh, zapped you with something called patriotism. Because that's certainly the big deal, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we can argue about all the uh, the fundamental disagreements of you know policy. We can argue over all these other small. Uh, you know, normal everyday issues. When it comes down to the fundamental of protecting our country on the border and stopping drugs from killing our residents and stopping uh, this madness of this woke education, this this CRT stuff, these are the biggest things uh, that everyone should be car- uh, caring about. What's your biggest issue with uh, the pushing of, I guess, the CRT and some of the wokeness uh, in our school systems? Your thoughts on that, Josh? Well, I saw an article yesterday that children were taken without their parents' consent to an Alice in Wonderland drag queen show in the school system. And there's a lot of things. Uh, I go to my public school for theater programs mostly and and extracurriculars. I'm homeschooled, but I go to the local school for that. 
And I just I see these kids that I grew up with beginning with that have changed their name, cut their hair off, changed their just everything about them to fit this societal norm of of craziness. And it seems like we're not the normal people anymore. The people that aren't changing their gender, changing their sexuality, saying they they are pansexual, dating he, him, she, her, zers, and they, thems, and whatever else you want to say. That's that's a problem, and that's down to the education system that isn't disciplining them for this. It, uh, not disciplining, Did but you, would not you putting say, Josh, parents in Would you say, Josh, when someone is an adult, they can make those choices, but no, uh, impacting children, especially in the education taxpayer system, that, that's really, I mean, would that where your position would be taken? This is where I'm at. If you're not old enough to get a tattoo, you shouldn't be able to change your name, change your pronouns, change your, uh, get yourself neutered at, at yeah. 16, 14, 10 years old. I don't care if you can't get a tattoo, can't get a, a real piercing, can't drink alcohol. You shouldn't be able to do these things. And I never had a thought, maybe I'm just different, but I never had a thought that I might be a woman or mm -hmm. I might be gay or any of these things like that. I, I don't have those thoughts. I'm not, I, I guess it's because I'm not in the system, but I don't know how that works. I, I'm not in there. I can't be an insider to the system anymore. So, that's that's where that is with that. Awesome stuff, Josh. You know, you you got a great energy, and I, I don't know why. Uh, why is Tucker Carlson or somebody not called you out to start, uh, you know, working with them? What, what's going on? What do you need an agent? Because I have a couple people I want to throw you for agents. You're you're a special young man, and I appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank you for that. I don't know why I, I have my contact information out there, Josh at gopjosh.com. If someone's listening, I have a public phone number too. I can read off, but um, I, I don't know. I just. Read, read fly it under the tell radar. People, tell, we're going to do that again right before we end, but tell everyone where they can find you, Josh. Well, my website is Josh, uh, or gopjosh.com. I'm sorry. My email is josh at gopjosh.com. You can find my program, The Conservative Crusader, wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Redfutureradio.com is my network with Sam McGuire, who's, who's a guest of the show as well. Uh, we're doing great things, I think so, at least. Uh, starting Young Conservatives, trying to grow that a little more into different programs. My program and his program are the only two on there right now. We're working on growing that in 2023. So you can find me on social media. My Facebook is GOP Josh. My Twitter is GOP Josh 20. Same with my Instagram. My truth social is GOP Josh. Once again, GOPJosh.com for everything is my website. Josh, it was pure pleasure. And uh, would you come back on? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Listen, I'll give you a call afterwards. Uh, great segment. You killed it. Thank you, Josh, so much. Well, Appreciate thank you. you very much. There you go, guys. Here's the future. And if you can't tell why I woke up with a smile today, that's exactly why, because the future is bright. And you cannot argue that no matter what topic that you debate, if it's on the progressive social side or on the side that Josh is on, that's what we should be inspiring in our schools today. We don't see it. We see a public school system trying to convince people to think one way, the next generation, think this way, get into George Soros camp and do this because this is the future of America. And yet we have the optimism, the hope and the dream 